Hello and welcome to the Creative Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or a creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients, grow your business, and build confidence. So have you ever thought about how you show up in your business? Maybe it's your face-to-face presence. Maybe it's your Instagram. Maybe it's your website. Basically, your brand, right? Your brand is how we feel about you. One of the challenges that a lot of service businesses face is how do we build this consistent brand over time? You know, a lot of times we'll hear things about what colors to use or how to do a you know, the latest trend or layout on Instagram reels or Facebook posts. But really what we're hearing about here or what we're focusing on are just little tactics. How do we zoom out and build this consistent brand, this consistent way of showing up that evokes, you know, a certain feeling with with your audience, with the people that you want to serve over time and actually helps your business? So today we're talking with Martin Sully from Snapper Studio. He's a brand strategist and he supports small businesses in developing their brand. He helps them with the brand strategy, also a lot of brand identity work as well. So he can help support you with certain brand assets and he also integrates photography. So we're going to ask Martin a whole bunch of questions around brand consistency and how we can go about bringing this in to our business so that we get that nice consistent feel and create something that lasts over time. You're here with John Marsh. This is the Creative Club Podcast. Let's jump into the episode. All right, Martin, thank you so much for carving out some time, jumping onto the podcast. Uh, how's everything going for you today? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. So really excited to learn from you today. Now, from what I understand, you are all about brand. And I'm really excited about this because we work with a lot of different businesses, uh, a lot in health and wellness space, a lot of coaches and a lot of creative businesses as well. And... To be honest, like brand is one of those kind of unknown, intangible kinds of things that a lot of us get confused about. So really excited to pick your brain a little bit on it today. Absolutely. That sounds good. Um, So yeah, there is is a a huge sort of, uh, yeah, a lack of knowledge around branding and uh, how it can impact your business. Um, um, So if I'll go into it. Uh, what is a brand? So on the surface, it's uh, uh, to fit your physical and digital presence. Um, so this could be, uh, yeah, obviously physical office spaces, how your brand relates to your customers, um, any sort of key messages, and then diving into the surface appearance is uh, you've got things like uh, obviously the logos, uh, any sort of templates you use across you know your sales pitches and everything like that and even goes to down into sort of details of like if you've got a hotel it's like the, your choice of toilet papers it's, yeah. you know it's like it's so broad everything. it's everything yeah and what sort of um it sounds like what you're talking about would apply to 
pretty much any business. What kinds of businesses do you tend to work with in terms uh, of brand? Yeah, so generally, um, yeah, generally a mixture of s- small businesses and uh, I've worked with a f- got clients across hospitality, uh, health and fitness, um, what else? Uh, yeah, just a mixture of small businesses and PR. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty broad. Yeah. Because you can help out most people, which is a, an, a good position to be in. Yeah. Um, but I, I love to help out small businesses um, because necessarily their knowledge isn't necessarily great on the areas, um, but it's nice to be able to sort of provide them some, some guidance and uh, usable usable sort of branding that can they can use for years to come, mm. uh, which is important. Yeah, one thing that sticks out to me is, uh, you know, you mentioned there that concept of time yeah. and things, taking time to build brand. I know a lot of the brands that I love, like they've, they've been there for quite some time now, what happens when you, you know, work with a small business or when a small business kind of gets it, like they nail their yeah. brand? Because obviously straight away, that you know, it's going to feel a little weird still. Yeah. But like over, like what do you start to see is a difference over the six months, 12 months, five year period when you've worked with businesses who have just nailed this? Yeah. So they, uh, they've kind of, yeah, I guess set in stone and everything from, from sort of day one, they've mm-hmm. worked on their their brand's positioning uh, they've worked on you know what their values are that they want people to see in them um, how they uh, then position themselves with the audience um, what they're trying to help people with uh, for me that sets them apart but they've just consistently bounced back to that idea of getting the messaging right yeah and that's that's the the only way you can kind of yeah just get that longevity, I, I think, and then they've not played around with the the appearance of the brand too much. They've they've kept it pretty consistent. Unless you're you're talking like, like you mentioned the other day about it was O'Neill's and how oh, their right. brand, yeah, they just they you know the companies that have been around for a long time, you like forty fifty years, have bounced around, changed it, and it's a reflection of the market at mm. the time. So, change a bit of the logo but then yeah. even you said the values and stuff a lot of yeah, that would stay the same a lot of it would yeah is yeah. exactly the same so a lot of times people and you may talk about this a lot of times people that i've spoken to you know i'll, I'll get a question about like you know what would you recommend for you know a better looking instagram color or what would you know the best like obviously i don't know these answers but the the questions that i get or hear a lot in small business culture is um very much around the the visual um the color palette what i want my thing to feel a certain way you talked about values you mentioned briefly and you know, obviously there's people who are actually running this business behind uh, the scenes and how that business may, you know, reflect those people's values mm-hmm. too. So there's a lot, a lot underneath the surface and often it feels like people um, are drawn to the color of the top of the servicing. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about values and a little bit about, you mentioned positioning and, and where the business kind of sits and how that plays into brand and how yeah. you go about that? Well, yeah, I guess the um, the biggest thing is everything is uh, cohesive. So your position uh, affects how you're you're appearing. 
um, and the same goes for the customer experience. So those, those are like the three uh, most important parts that you have to kind of get right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all good, you know, looking at Instagram and saying, I want, you know, I want to use these colors. And that's, that's a, a just a tiny little part. Mm. And I think going back to the, the values of um, how you want to sort of your business to come up, come across, that's all played out through your, the experience you're giving people and whether they can relate to them. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for the appearance. Um, yeah. You've got to, you've got to understand your values and what you're trying to achieve before you can make a brand look how you want to sort of attract the, those customers. And it's, it's yeah. all just so interconnected. It's, So if you're a coach or you might be like, maybe someone's a life coach or something and they're all about, you know, high energy and helping people to find, you know, energy and, and balance, they might have a value set that reflects that. Yeah. And then you would help them to bring that into the color and the Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. So you're starting at the core. Yeah. You're just working through through each little little area and kind of breaking down bits and finding bits that you they may have not even thought about and then questioning questioning everything that's like the other thing that's so important just to dig deeper and yeah. get right down in there yeah um, do you find that people struggle with that but i we've worked with um a brand uh, strategist and identity guy a couple of times yeah. who's a, a good friend and uh I've struggled with it. He used in a bunch of questions and he was asking, you know, things to do with value and, and, um, you know, who, if the, your brand was a celebrity, who would it be? And <laughs> yeah. these could, yeah. and a lot so, of them stumped me. I was like, yeah. I, I sat there for a couple of days. Like, man, I don't know. You know, do you, uh, and I had to ask him yeah. for help. Do you find that people get that and you, yeah. you need to work like a little bit? as a guide for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. It's it's definitely guiding them through the space. There's one though there's one that I've used in the past. It's uh imagine you met your brand at a cocktail party. What sort of elements would you what would you like to see in them? What what sort of uh yeah, I guess uh not values, but what would you like to how would you like them to feel mm. when you met them? Was it was it, you know, happy? Um and it's all sort of connecting all the emotions of 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 the brand um, do people just do you find a lot of people say oh i want them to feel you know 10 different like happy like pr- yeah, like integrity it, it, like is it easy for people to throw a lot of values at you yeah it, it can be but it's yeah i guess breaking them down into um yeah realistic values as well yeah um yeah and what uh, you mentioned before about brand consistency yeah when you what do you mean by that yeah okay so uh so for me that is looking at uh, a whole range of documents and i actually do this as part of a, a brand audit so what i would do is uh make the client get everything out in front of me so you're covering social media posts um website business cards sales documents presentations and everything everything anything you can think of that is a touch point that the the customer sees okay uh it could be email sequences as well um so lay that all out uh and then you're you're looking for things like uh, is the position and the messaging consistent um what else uh then obviously there's things like the experience that customers are getting 
um, is it is it consistent? Is your offline presence the same as your online presence? Because mm. if they're both, if they're completely different, it can break the trust you you're trying to build. Mm. Uh, then obviously, then there's the appearance, and that goes really deep. So you can obviously then position position of your logo, uh, fonts that you're using, the weight of the fonts, the size of the fonts. So it's everything that you can kind of visually see, um, and you just want to make sure that everything's consistent across the board so you're not sort of breaking breaking trust mm. diluting the message confusing people um, it's really easy to do it's very easy to do isn't it yeah yeah and do you find that you know i imagine there's there's levels to this right like yeah. do you find that uh you know you help somebody get consistent with all of yeah. these things and then without realizing it, they they might deviate or yep. they might step. Absolutely. Yeah. So is there a bit of coaching around that? Yeah. Like you help them to. So that's, uh, I guess that's when things like brand guidelines start coming okay. into, into play. Yeah. Is that and then sets in stone, gives them guidance on what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Um, and that's, uh, that to me is like the the number one thing that's normally missing with small businesses because it's, it is an investment, um, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely worthwhile. The uh, guidelines, yeah, having something in place that you can can set you up for, you know, uh, ideally it doesn't set you up just for the year. Where mm. you, you know it sets you up for years, yeah. um, and it's not just a, a quick investment that you do, and then you you don't see any longevity from it. But it stop it stops you wasting time long term running to a designer or running to a brand strategist, everything's kind of done to start with. And then you kind of save time, save money in the long run. Mm. Um, but also your brand's consistent, which is the number one goal. Yeah. It's amazing just from the behind the scenes, like when you have those guidelines, yeah. uh, the amount of time that you save knowing what colors you have, like, yep. And, and it's, it's like, you know, it's like you go to the gym and someone tells you the exercises to do instead of you trying to invent them. Yeah. You can try to invent them yep. each time and you might even get there, Definitely. but it might take you an extra three hours a week. And that was the biggest thing I noticed was like, you know, just the freedom that you get from having that bit of structure that yeah. they give to you and say, Hey, John, just do this. When you're going to do a font, just pick these two fonts. Yep. Definitely. And it's like, it's like a weight comes off of your shoulders. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's why the um, the brand brand audit is so important because you can then also find out what you're doing wrong. Um, yeah, not what not only find out the stuff you're doing really well, um, but yeah, it's picking out the bits that you've made mistakes on, and it does happen because when it, for slightly sort of organisations that have grown slightly, new people come in, they have their own ideas, mm. um, but it, whilst that's it's great to have new ideas, but when you're trying to keep consistent, it's tr tricky because you then, you know, fonts start creeping in mm. um, and things start to little look a little uncohesive. Someone puts a drop shadow somewhere yeah. and yeah. turns the logo a little. What's, uh, what is one of the, one or two of the top things that you see that, uh, you know, people are missing out on because of what they're screwing up with 
their brand. Let's say, let's say um, they haven't gone to a brand somebody mm. for help yet. Yep. And they're just doing this on their own. And, and maybe that points in the future where they want to invest with somebody. But like, what's, what's one of the top things that you see small business owners just not realize or ignore or just flat out screw up yeah. in their brand that they might not know? Uh, that's, I mean, aside from uh, a visual uh, look and feel, probably the messaging is the, one of the biggest side, biggest things that, and getting the, um, that tone of voice, right. Mm. Uh, making sure that that's consistent. It's just that consistency is just every time I speak to somebody, it just keeps coming back to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, visual looks often, uh, large ranges of color palettes, too many, uh, using too, too many, many, too colors. many colors. Yeah. Um, and not having, um, not keeping it the same across their online and offline experience or not having an offline a digital experience or website okay um and focusing on just having socials which is good but you need somewhere to um direct people back to something yeah. that you own yeah um, yeah i i agree on that and i also have found it helpful to almost think of the website as the epicenter Yep. where the fonts it's a bigger investment but oh, when yeah. when you have that then you go to do a landing page or a social campaign yeah. and you know exactly what fonts to do yeah. because it trickles out from the Absolutely. site so uh, i think one of the yeah one of the big things for me i um i've always loved fonts and getting oh, cool. picking the right fonts out um uh, and that for me is uh in investing in fonts is expensive um, but long-term, if you're not picking out the same ones that other people say, you can go to Google fonts and get a thousand, 2000, 3000 different fonts. Um, but you guarantee there's only a few that are, are really good mm. and they get used so often. Um, but they also all integrate with Canva and so everything all starts, everything starts to become similar Yeah, and it's really hard to define your look and feel yeah. using fonts that might have been seen across 20 similar brands yeah um especially if you're in the similar niches as well so health and fitness or your hospitality they're all start picking out similarish fonts yeah um, because they're all trying to do a similar um they're trying to either attract the same customers or so you're trying to set yourself apart a little bit yeah and a font is uh, a huge huge way to do that yeah I know for the creator club, I've always been looking at it and thinking, do you know what? They've put a bit of time and money into the font. Uh, and I, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did, we, um, we did invest in font. Um, I have a newfound love and appreciation for font. Yeah. I've recently, I'm rebuilding as we record this, my own website and, um, I love to write and I've recently just made the decision to switch to a serif font yep. for the, for the website, for social media. Yeah, okay. And it, it was a big call because yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. you know, everyone sans serif and it's really digitized and all this. I was like, can yeah. I go old school? I was uh, like, I'm going to do it. Go old school. Yeah. Uh, it's the, like, it's the one thing is it's funny when you see, um, 
you see those posts pop up about design trends and for the you know 2021 design trends and it's like you can guarantee you'll see sans serif fonts on there yeah. because they're just so uh overused but yeah. people are just so used to seeing them but i love breaking apart from that and choosing a serif font is like it's nice yeah it feels just, it feels um feels quite calm yeah absolutely i yeah i one of the reasons i picked for my logo i picked a, a serif font for that um and it kind of took me back to my english heritage yeah um to it's uh like a real uh, what you'd expect to see like chiseled into buildings yeah. like old school buildings this is for snapper studio yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, that was the one reason I, I was just like okay that fits really nicely but it's also really different compared to everybody else yeah currently yeah the only re the only reason I would choose and I did choose a serif uh, sans serif for the the bulk of the rest of the work is because it uh, it's super clean super legible mm. but I think the it kind of you can set yourself apart a little bit by having a little bit a of little serif. bit of something else somewhere yeah. else if you're well. listening um, Martin maybe you'd be more uh, prepared for this than I am. How do you define, what would you define the serif, what, uh, the little checks on the letters? How yeah, do you define, yeah. like, so um, people understand what? Yeah, so for you, it's um, all the little, uh, I guess they are, they are serifs. Um, so the little, they are, yeah, the little flares on the, the end, the, you know, if the top of an R or the bottom of an N, it's just the little flicks and little caps yeah, the and little stuff. bits and pieces that just, yeah. And it's not, if you think of a brand like Apple, they're very, even if you just look at your phone or they're probably using across everything, a sans serif font. So it's just straight, simple, um, easy to read, not complex. Yeah. Um, Whereas uh, if you think of a like a, an old Hemingway novel, yeah. you would visualize a serif yeah. font. Yeah. So a novel and think, a, yeah. like on an off-white piece of paper book right yeah absolutely yeah and so i guess this is one element where font is one little bit where we can change the oh, feel yeah. of how you show up as a business right yeah absolutely Pretty cool. it's yeah it's just one tiny little area of the whole the whole spectrum yeah um yeah so uh okay cool so people are too many colors too many different things um that makes sense to me. I definitely have been there. Um, is there anything that they can do right now besides just reverse some of those mistakes mm. you said? But yeah. maybe maybe like some questions to ask themselves uh, listening to this, you know, yep. where they could start to check in and, and get a little more understanding around brand and consistency. Yeah okay. yeah. okay, so the easiest way to start that out I'm going to give you a little analogy that I use with my clients. Um, and it's to think of an avocado. The avocado has got three layers. Uh, so it's got the seed, which is the, uh, it stores all the information for growth. So growing new trees, uh, that is your positioning and how you kind of look at yourself in the market. Uh, so if you were, if you were, let's say you were a personal trainer, yeah, how you're positioning how you're positioned in the market is like, you know, you're the, you're the guy who gets people really strong and you yeah. do basic stuff yeah. or absolutely. you're the movement person who yeah. is really high level. Yeah. Would that be an example of yeah, positioning? Absolutely. It's definitely in the, how you sit relative to your peers yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Okay. how you position yourself against, 
competitors and yeah peers yeah. and that's the core it's, of your whole brand the core of the whole brand it gives you it's all the strategies that go into it so if you're looking at uh can be a combination of your social media strategies marketing strategies um you know sales structure um, yeah. you want to sort of position yourself to your audience the second part I would say is the the flesh of the avocado is like your customer experience and why people keep coming back to you, mm-hmm. and that's uh, you know that's just so important to set that bit up to be delicious. Why do people keep coming back to you? Uh, and asking yourself questions around what can you do better mm-hmm. and what have you done badly, and finding those uh, I guess touch points that have gone bad. Um, that's a, that's a really good one to explore the, the sort of the skin of the avocado is your appearance, but this, this is a a real easy one to break down. Um, questions you might want to ask around that is, um, are your fonts matching? Uh, do the sizes and weights match? Uh, is your color palette? We've already talked about color palette. Um, are they, you know, have you got a, a strong color palette that's easily recognizable? Um, not too many colors in there. Um, look at your layouts. Are they consistent and why aren't they? Um, so it's really just, yeah, questioning every little, little area. It's so funny. Like I remember the first time I was doing some document years ago and it was pretty, I don't know even what it was. My wife, Ruby, she was an architect. So she's she's always had a, a much higher, better eye for this stuff than me. Yeah. And she read it and she was like, you know, like, you know, try to have just three fonts. And that little bit of input or two fonts or whatever it was, I had like 10 different sizes, right? I had different pages, bigger, small, like big yeah. headline, and then, you know, huge and then little fonts. But that one little, um, that one little tip started the way of thinking a little bit like at least it opened a little bit because you know you might be listening right now and never have thought about how many different fonts are on your website and it makes a huge difference it's incredible yeah no absolutely it's um yeah if you can then obviously integrate the rest of your fonts across your um across your social media so if you if you're a user of canva you can just literally install your fonts as long as you've got the licenses to do so. Okay. You can just install your fonts and go across from there. And obviously you can get Canva on your phone. Um, so you can still do posts on your phone and just then just use your fonts. Yeah, it's right. like amazing. It yeah. open, it like I think that's only for the pro account, but it opens up a whole new level of getting things right. And then you can get uh, you can get designers to just put you together templates. And all you literally do is fill in the copy uh, and add new pictures, take away bits and pieces. And you can start building a really consistent social media presence Yeah. without having to try too hard. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And was there more bits on the skin of the avocado? I, I'm aware I did interrupt you. Yeah, no, it's all right. Like, the, the, there's so much that you can look at um, for the skin, uh, you know, photography, um, illustration styles and ever the other various graphic uh, elements that you just you know that are just in the background of presentations and mm. it's um, 
yeah, there's so much to to sort of think about, but it's worth yeah questioning. Worth going through if worth you're going to build through. a business for the next five to 10, 15 years. Yeah worth spending that month or yeah. whatever and sitting down with somebody and i and one of the things i uh, i say if, if uh, you've got something in your brand so when you've laid everything out in front of you and you've, you're doing your your brand audit and there's something that doesn't quite fit in there and it doesn't have a purpose be ruthless and just get rid of it okay if it doesn't fit yeah. and it's causing problems that making you uh making the experience uh, not look how it should mm. just yeah just ditch it i think a lot of times we can feel as the business owner like we're a broken record saying the same kind of stuff and yeah, have the same i do <laughs> yeah and and so i think that's what leads us to want to try new things yeah and then we end up bringing in something that's a little bit too random yeah and then it feels like we end up where you're t talking about where we we just needed to like it's almost hard to stay inside of these guidelines yeah, definitely. Um, with tone and with the things yeah. you're talking about. And But I've always said to my clients, the guidelines are there are for guidelines. There can be, um, and I think designers are probably one of the worst for trying to break the brand guidelines and try and deviate your brand a little bit, mm. but just, you know, just use them. They are there to guide your business. Yeah. And that's, you know you got to trust so, them yeah just trust them and know that you know the work you put in up front is well worth it yeah when Definitely. you wake when you wake up at three in the morning with a bright idea <laughs> make sure you run it through the guidelines first yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i i was when we first got some guidelines it, it tells you for example you might have a logo how closely you can place your logo yeah. to other elements. Absolutely. Give, or, it, give it some space. Yeah. And, and so it really opens up your eye into all different things. And the other thing I would say is working with someone like yourself, once you go through that process, if you pay attention, mm. you'll actually, as a business owner, creator, consumer, like on the other side, you'll actually learn a lot that you can then bring into, you might still bring someone in again in the future yep. but you there's an appreciation you pick up that you wouldn't get if you uh either outsourced it to like mm. upwork or something and never saw the process or never talked to someone yep. or if you never did it in the first place definitely definitely you can um yeah that's definitely true uh, lost my train of thought <laughs> that's okay so uh, last little bit, you mentioned photography earlier. Yeah. You do photography as part of your service. Um, not every brand, uh, strategist or identity person would do that. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about that and the power of photography and how you help people to yeah. bring photo. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, as you mentioned, it's been, um, I've always loved photography um, and building that as part of a, a visual. I'm a, uh, I would describe myself as a visual storyteller as well. Okay. Um, Does that mean video also? And less so, but more sort of, yeah, I guess um, building that picture of uh, the brand and its staff and it's the offices and the, the, all, all the bits combined that mm -hmm. give you um, content to put together uh social media posts, update your website, 
um say you've got a new promote promotion running or it's and it's the 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 longevity in that in photo shoots is amazing i just the other day i literally saw um a client poster shot up from two or three years ago and i was like does it look out of place no not at all really um yeah which which um obviously it's surprising but it depends on your service as well yeah um so they were in a in health and fitness industry posted up a, a shot and i was like do you know what it's still relevant they still do that but it was their offer and their messaging was just slightly tweaked to, mm -hmm. um, to fit in. So that's, yeah, sort of mixing photography with design and strategy. It's the kind of the core of my business. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I love it. It's, uh, it's an amazing way to be able to help out businesses um, and keep things looking, looking really good and keep them, you know, uh, yeah. So if I was a business yep. and I was listening and I was feeling like I'm ready, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go all in on this thing that I'm doing and I'm ready to uh, have someone to take a look at my brand yep. and my photography. Uh, I'd imagine if they live far away, it would be a bit more of the brand stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it'd be more the, more the brand side of things. Yeah. And then obviously coordinating. Um, there's, a, there's still a lot you can do looking at the brand, uh, the photography style. Okay. You may n not necessarily shoot it, but you may know contacts locally that could shoot it and could do it to um, a good degree Yeah. Um, without losing that, what you're trying to aim for. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, I guess that's really important. But yeah. That's definitely something that can be, can be easy to do. So just walk us through like the three kind of steps or how this person might, cause this will be a, a first, first and a new step for mm. a lot of people. Yep. I remember when it was for us, it was like a big deal, like mm. to, to hire someone that first time for your brand. Yep. Um, talk us through like those couple of steps of what that looks like and what they yeah. would expect. Yeah, so uh, I guess, yeah, f f first steps, uh, we need to, we'll go through all the, all the sort of um, strategy behind the business um, and what, and for me to know, I guess, everything as much as I can about your business and why, why you're in business and what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. uh, breaking that all down before we even get into any of the visual side of things is, you know, um, is that on like a series of calls or yeah, a meeting? Yeah, a mixture of calls, meetings, yeah. um, sending through uh, any sort of relevant documents you might have. You might have uh, some that you've typed out, some some initial sort of workings, or I've got a form on my website that you can literally just fill in, and it will you can go th go through all the questions of um, what's your brand story. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, that's probably the the first first point is to obviously obviously make contact and have a have a chat through your brand. If Get you an understanding down. of what yeah. you, what you're creating and what what point you're at. Yeah, um, so you may be a year, two years down the line, or you might be just about to start out. Um, at which point is it? It's a it's a good point to start at um, because you've kind of got a clean slate. But the same goes for if you are fairly experienced and you've kind of been going at it for a while things aren't quite where you wanted them to be that's a that's a good position to be in yeah you may have some ideas around what needs fixing yeah um yeah that's probably that's probably point one um then 
yeah moving into uh development of brand um which is pretty broad and so you would do work kind of that's where you would do your work yeah and then like you'd send it over to them yeah and there's a there's a fair bit of back and forth and um going going through things but it's definitely uh it's definitely we obviously set out timelines and bits and pieces when you can expect things back um when i need to work on things that's kind of fairly set in stone from the start and once if anything gets strayed you kind of um yeah i can delay things and yeah it's can be a bit tricky but we uh yeah the idea is to to get a an awesome you know beautiful brand by the end of it that you know you're happy and confident with um that you can start rolling out and you have you know uh a set of guidelines and templates that you can use different file types and yeah, you get absolutely. all the, a- the the assets as it called the brand yeah. assets. so you get a mixture of um and normally depending on the usage uh, there'll be a mixture of logos um variations in the logo as well so looking at um yeah it might just be icons might be yeah. just logo types yeah um yeah a whole range of things but then you can then cross into um templates obviously for like canva yeah we can build those together um what else presentations just pitches that you can put together if you're pitching to new clients and yeah. um and even just go going as far as uh looking at sort of office spaces and sort of integrating colors and yeah getting things ready f- for that side of things so if anything that's sort of client related yeah or pushing you towards um you know interior designers if you've got uh a set of offices or a a space that people will come to yeah um yeah Yeah. it's uh and i guess final question when this could be something that people think about right like i'm thinking what would it all sounds great what would stop them well it could be really expensive i don't know what it's gonna is it a fixed pricing you agreed upon beforehand how does it how does that work so other than other than fonts, which are kind of yeah, we'd obviously discussed beforehand, but everything is set in stone from okay. from day one. Yeah. Obviously, if we if we start pro- broaching into like multiple multiple rounds of amends and bits and pieces, like, and it generally doesn't happen. But that's the only time when it starts becoming a bit like uh, we're going to yeah, yeah, bit of a conversation around that. Other than that, yeah, everything's set in set in stone, fixed pricing. Um, so we all know exactly where we are from yeah. from day one. Um, yeah, and I think people 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 like knowing where their cash flow is going. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. And I would have to say, like, I don't know if you've seen this from the people you've worked with, but when you get that brand pack back, yeah, it's almost like. Uh, it's it's and we've talked about this a little bit before sometimes to businesses, but you it helps you to fall in love with your offer. Mm. You you see it come through and it's all organized and the logos are set up in different folders yep. and you get to open them and it gives you different options to use in different places and maybe you can with things and you go oh wow it's it's real yeah, like I'm, I'm here I'm doing this yep. and I'm going to put it out to the world. Yep. Whereas three weeks prior it's kind of in your head and you might have played around with Helvetica font or something <laughs> or what's the comic sans. Isn't comic that the inside sans, joke? Yeah. 
but it's you it's not real because you you just you look at it just as missing that um that's something right absolutely and i found for us like every time we worked with someone in brand uh the difference after delivery and how we feel versus two weeks prior to engaging Mm. is night and day yeah absolutely it's just you, you feel like a different person and you're way more proud of what you've got yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the confidence you can kind of walk away with in, yeah. in your offer um, and, you know, products and services and how you're delivering it to customers is just, yeah, mad. Awesome. So good. Is there anything else that you'd love to add in that we missed out? Yeah, uh, one last thing. If 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 you want to, I've got an amazing uh, branding checklist that will give you a really good um, kind of basis to ask yourself questions. So okay. if you're, if you've gone into the branding situation and things aren't quite working out or you've, you've kind of DIY'd part of it yourself, you can go in there um, onto my website, download the, uh, the checklist and it will take you through the three sort of sections. So your positioning, your experience and your appearance. Awesome. And ask you hundreds of questions over, over that. There's little check boxes. A lot of it you'll probably will have thought about already, but you can just check them off. There's some boxes where you can just put in your your information um, around that area, and it's a it's a really good start if you wanted to then um, take that to someone, a designer or a brander, um, to move on to the next steps. Okay, so it helps you yeah. to kind of start to organize your thinking yeah, around your absolutely. brand. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Well, this was very helpful, and if you're listening and you've got a you know, got a coaching business or create a business. And I would even, you know, even if you probably are fairly well versed in design and and brand, uh, I couldn't recommend this enough. I think Mm. having a different set of eyes look over it and help you out and help you create something that lasts the test of time. Uh, Because that's the other thing too, well done brand stuff seems to be fairly timeless. So, you know, there's a lot of like things you'll see pop up, little trends, but when it's done right, usually it lasts and it withstands those little ebbs and flows, you know? It's not following the trends. Correct, yeah. yeah. That's the key part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. Thanks so much, Martin. That was really, really helpful. I appreciate it. Where can people find you? Uh, so you can jump on the world website, snapper.studio. Okay. There's no .com.au, just, yeah type that in you should find me beautiful yeah any social media or anything else yeah uh the same goes for yeah search for snapper studio across social media Um, okay hit me up on instagram and you're in newcastle yeah in newcastle yeah yep all right thank you so much for listening make sure to jump over to snapper studio and snapper.studio for the website check out martin's work and if there's help this was helpful for you and you can think of somebody else who might benefit from looking at brand, please send along. That's the best thing you can do for us. And make sure to subscribe and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks again, Martin. Cheers, mate.